0: Thank you for listening to the Akuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, learning our purpose, and linking to our community. From wherever you are listening, welcome to the community. We hope you enjoy the message. I'm so excited to be with you on this Easter Sunday. I gotta say each year here to KUO has been my favorite one so far. And part of that is how I've been able to see God moving through each one of you. Now, if you've gotten a chance to spend some time with us this year, you know that the God-given word to live out for us for this year is ready. The idea behind that is that we are ready right now as currently constructed. We are all ready to make an impact on this world. We are ready to listen to God, love people, learn our purpose, and link to our community. That's something that you are ready to do right now. So seeing all of you live that out has been such a joy for me. And I just want to encourage all of you to continue to do it, to keep it up, to just keep going. Now, part of the excitement around the word ready is the understanding that to be ready, it infers this idea that at some point we weren't ready but we were made ready, right? It's like uh, the small job that I got done at my house this week. We got a railing added to the stairway in our house. Now the area was mostly done. It served its purpose. We were able to go up and down the stairs, but now it is fully ready to go. It is complete and all the way ready. And we actually see something like this happen with the way things were going in Israel during the times of Jesus. In the same way as our staircase, it was about how something down below connected to something higher up. Now what Jesus had to come and fix was the way that heaven came to earth. Jesus came to make a better connection between heaven and earth, much in the way that we got that railing installed in our house. It's a better way to get up and down. Now at the time that Jesus came down, the way that man would be able to connect to God was through the temple. There at the temple is where the presence of God resided. There was a special area in the temple protected by this crazy thick curtain where only the high priest would be able to walk into it. The high priest would then go in and he would be in God's presence. He'd be able to communicate with God. And sometimes the priest would come out with messages from God. These priests would be the connection between God and the people of Israel on the outside they would be the connection between heaven and earth. Now, with that being said, they would also preside over all the sacrifices for the people that would come to the temple. You see, when someone would do something wrong, when someone would do something that God said they shouldn't be doing or sin, a sacrifice would need to be made to make someone right with God once again. The thought is that this innocent animal would Ceremonially take on the sin of that person, and that animal would die with that sin and be sacrificed for that person. So, what would happen is that all of these people from around the nation, all these Israelites would come to the temple for sacrifices, but not everyone would bring an animal to the sacrifice because they needed these animals to be perfect. And they would come from all over the nation. And so, sometimes that trip would be in a way where it would be great for the animals. So they'd come in like limping or hurt or something would be off. Then these animals need to be completely perfect to be presented to God. Now, because of this, there are merchants in the temple that would sell animals there to the people. With that context, let me read to you what Jesus does when he walks into the temple before the Passover celebration starts. Here is how his friend and disciple Matthew recorded the scene. He writes, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all of the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children in the temple shouting, Praise God for the Son of David. But the leaders were indignant. Okay, so right here we see Jesus show up at the temple, and then he sees something going on. He goes in and drives out the people that were selling and buying animals, starts flipping tables and throwing money on the ground. Jesus is making a scene for sure. He does not like what is going on in there. Now literally every time I've heard this part of the Bible taught, this part of Jesus' life taught, I've understood that the reason that Jesus is doing this is because the merchants are overcharging the people. I was told that it was because Jesus didn't want his people trying to get right with God, coming into the temple, and then getting taken advantage of. And I think that's part of this for sure. But as I was going through it this time, I noticed something different. Jesus doesn't just drive out the people selling the livestock. It says that he drives out the people that were buying it too, which would tell me that they weren't innocent in all of this. So this all leads back to when Jesus says, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. You see, when you look at the language from which the New Testament is translated, which is Greek into English, you see that the word thief might not be the best word here, might not be the best translation. Because when you look at the Greek word, it is which is a robber, a brigand, that someone that would steal out in the open, typically with violence. Now, while that word is similar to thief, I feel like it's not a strong enough word to encompass what Jesus is trying to get at here. A thief is normally attached Uh, to someone that is sneaky and works an angle to figure out how to take something from you. What Jesus is saying is that they are robbers, you know, it's happening out in the open. But really where it kicks up a notch is where you see the word attached to it, which is brigand, which is a member of a gang that would ambush people traditionally like in a forest. You see, someone like Robin Hood, that was a brigand. He would go out with his merry men, steal from people by ambushing them. They had this idea, this purpose that they would follow. And because of this idea and purpose, they would perpetrate these crimes against people. But this word, it also connects to the idea that they would steal in the open and they would steal violently, right? This isn't just a robbery. This is aggravated robbery. There's a level of physical overpowering that is included here. Even though they're very, they're similar, they're actually very different. So what Jesus is saying by telling them they have turned this temple that was meant for prayer, that they have turned it into a den of laesties. What he is telling them is that they are now filled with people that are so zealous about following these rules, just like Robin Hood and his merry men, that they are going and breaking laws to go ahead and, and follow the thing that they feel so strongly about, that they would ruthlessly steal from people that are going against them. Instead of being a place where people gather to pray and speak to the Lord, the temple has, been a play, has become a place of power, a place where revolutionaries are born and share ideas about how they can become more powerful, how they can steal from others because they believe in something so greatly. Even God. It's about so much more than just greed. It's about how the temple has basically been turned into the opposite of what it was supposed to be. Which is why in that moment, Jesus chooses to heal the blind and the lame people that were around. Because at that point, those groups of people, they weren't allowed to enter the temple at all. Here, Jesus is showing everyone that the way things work, the way things are going, that they need to change, and that Jesus is the one there to do it. And we can continue to see Jesus' frustration with the temple, understanding that it has caused harm to so many people, first by just leading them astray. So let's see what happens the day after Jesus flips the tables and does the healing. Matthew writes in the morning, as Jesus was returning to Jerusalem, he was hungry and he noticed a fig tree beside the road. He went over to see if there were any figs, but there were only leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again. And immediately the fig tree withered up. The disciples were amazed when they saw this and asked, how did the fig tree wither so quickly? Then Jesus told them, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do things like this and much more. You can even say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it'll happen. You can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. To understand what's going on here, you have gotta know a little bit about fig trees. You see, normally with these trees, they bear fruit first, and then after the fruit is born, then the leaves appear. But the tree that Jesus walks up to had leaves and no fruit. So this tree was showing signs of fruit, but actually had nothing. So Jesus curses it. Now, many people believe that Jesus saw this fig tree as a symbol of Israel at the time. They were professing to be fruitful. But when you look closer to the nation of Israel, when you look closer to the temple, they were actually fruitless. So Jesus was there to make it better. It wasn't enough for the temple, for the high priest, for the religious leaders to look like they had their stuff together. No, they needed to be living it out. They were harming so many people by blocking them from God. They were harming so many people by providing wrong examples. There needed to be something new, something better, something for everyone. And not only that, it was something that sat up on a mountain. So when Jesus says, you can say to this mountain, be thrown in the sea, the temple's on top of that mountain. So back to my stairs, before the railing got put in, the stairs were also not exactly bearing the fruit that we were hoping for. You see, part of the reason we needed to get this taken care of was because of the ways it had failed our family, the ways it hurt my family, and to be fair, the way the stairs really didn't hurt the whole family, the way they harmed me. You see, on two different occasions, I have fallen down those stairs. Both times I was wearing socks, both times I stepped with my heel, first and my whole body came out from under me. I flew down the entire stairs. Both times I was moving down the stairs so quickly that I crashed my foot, I crashed through the drywall at the bottom of the stairs. I gotta let you know, each time hurt worse, worse than the last. And this helped motivate us to make it better for the kids, for visitors. We wanted to make it better for everyone that ever comes to spend time with us in our house. We made it easier for everyone. And it took tools and expertise from the guy that we hired, a a guy named David that's part of our congregation, thanks Dave, appreciate you, uh, to come and make it right. So in the same way, we had to make it better. And in that same way that Jesus made the temple better. And Jesus knew exactly what he was going to have to do to make the temple better before he did it. Let's continue reading in the account of his life from Matthew. It says, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane and said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done Not mine. All right, here we see that Jesus understood exactly what was going to need to happen for him to fix that connection between heaven and earth. To make it happen, Jesus was going to have to suffer. He asked God God the Father three different times if he would take it away from him, but also understood that if he didn't take it away, that he would walk with it and he would suffer. Jesus would go on to be arrested. The same people that were cheering him on the way into Jerusalem would be the same ones screaming out to the judge, crucify him. Because the temple had created a bunch of revolutionaries looking to take over with brute strength out in the open. They couldn't believe that their Messiah, that their savior could be someone that would sacrifice. But that's exactly what Jesus did. Jesus became the sacrifice for us. He was the blameless, perfect one that went up on the cross for all of us. He did it even though he lived a life without sin. He did that to take on the sin of the entire world for everyone. He did that so we could enjoy an eternity in paradise. Now, after Jesus died, after he gave his life away, he didn't stay there. He didn't stay dead like every other sacrifice that came before him because his work wasn't done. Let's look and see what happens three days after Jesus is crucified. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go, quickly, And tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I've told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but also filled with great joy, and they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. And they will see me there. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told the disciples I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I've given you, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Y'all, this is what Easter's all about. The first thing we see is an angel roll the stone from the tomb away. The angel tells the ladies that Jesus is risen just like he said he would, and go tell the others. But by running back, Jesus stops them, and they have this beautiful reunion. And then the ladies, after this reunion, keep going. And then finally, they all meet up, and Jesus does the final thing he needs to do. He takes the temple to the next level. Remember, before there was a separation of heaven and earth. There were priests and sacrifices, all keeping the people from the direct presence of God. But now, Jesus is the high priest. He became the sacrifice. So he tells all the disciples to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit was always something that was existed outside of people. But once Jesus came back, when he rose from the dead, he changed it. He made sure that he rebuilt the temple in a way that was accessible to everyone. He made sure that the presence of God was everywhere, not just behind the curtain. Because once you believe in Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit and it lives inside you. When you simply believe you become the new temple, you become the intersection between heaven and earth, you now get the opportunity to bring heaven to earth. And why did Jesus give this to us? Well, he didn't want to raise a bunch of lay days, right? Revolutionaries looking to take over the powers of this world, no. Jesus wanted us to do something else, to make disciples of the world, to baptize, to share who Jesus is and what he commanded us to do with this world, to love people the way he loved people, to create a community that loves, to create a community that sacrifices, to create a community unlike anything The world had seen before that's what he came for that's what Easter is all about now maybe today this is the day for you to join this community or maybe you've been far away from living this out and you're like I got to get back to this I need to jump back into this if you're feeling this what I want to do is lead you in a conversation with Jesus which we would call a prayer now in this prayer you just simply confirm your trust and faith in Jesus that Jesus who is who he says he was, the son of God, the perfect lamb, sacrificed for you, the one that came back, and the one that makes you right with God. And what I'm going to do right now is ask the Kuo community to pray along with you right now, because here at Kuo Church, no one ever has to pray along. You always have a community here with you. We don't leave you when things get tough. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus right now, just go ahead and say this, just between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. All right, y'all, we are also a kuo, which means to listen. So we want to take a few minutes to just sit in the presence of God. We just want to sit back, ask God a question and have him answer it. We're just going to listen for his answer. Now, in this moment, you might get a picture in your mind. You might hear a thought get spoken over and over again. Or maybe you'll like have an actual audible voice. Or maybe, maybe you won't get anything. Either way, we want to sit in front of God because we have learned that the best ability we have when it comes to being with God Is availability. We just want to make ourselves available. So just between you and Jesus, here's what I want you to do. I just want you to ask this question. Just ask him, Jesus, what is this next step I need to take to help bring heaven to earth? I'll give you a couple minutes to listen and I'll come back and close in prayer. All right, Jesus, thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for laying your life down for all of us. Thank you for being the perfect sacrifice. Jesus, please help us understand your sacrifice better. Help us understand the way that you've created the temple within us and help us bring heaven to earth for all of your people. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these mighty and holy things in your name. The only name that can save. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of this day. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. The first thing I want to share with you is what we talk about every single week, you getting into community here at Akua. Now, one of the easiest ways for you to get connected to someone here is to join a community group. Now, if you're interested in being a part of a group here at Akuo, it's really easy to find one. To do that, all you have to do is go to akuo.church community and find the best one that fits you. Now, I say this all the time. This is one of the best things that you can do here at Akuo while you're a part of all of this is join one of our groups. When things are tough, you can go with them. When things are awesome, you can go and hang out with your community. It's literally one of the best things that you can do here. Now, coming up over the next few weeks, we're gonna be having some time to fiesta with our community that surrounds us. And the first one is happening at the Sorrento on April the 18th from 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. What we will be doing is helping the seniors that are living at the Sorrento community have a fiesta parade. What we're gonna be doing is buying all the decorations for them to decorate themselves and their pets and any sort of uh, vehicles that they might be in, and then they're gonna go ahead and have a parade around their complex. So if you're interested in being a part of this, you can sign up for this on our website by clicking on the link in our Get Involved tab, or by scanning the QR code that you see in front of you now. The other Fiesta event will be a part that we'll be a part of is taking place on April the 20th, just a couple days after that, from 6 to 8 p.m. One of our families that are in the Aku'o community gets their block shut down every single year so they can have a huge potluck celebration with the entire neighborhood. Now Aku'o is going to be providing paletas for everybody that wants one here at this event. This will be taking place on the 2100 block of Gramercy and y'all, I've gone for the last few years. It is so much fun and I wanna encourage you to be a part of this. And I just want you to know that when you are generous here to Kuo, it goes towards things like that. Us reaching out to our community, linking to them and serving them in the best way possible. Sometimes it's with uh, us, you know, making sure that people are getting fed and and have a place to live and have a phone paid for and that they have uh, electricity in their house and, and things like that. And other times it's with things like this, where we are going to their events and celebrating along with them. But either way, what I want you to know is that when you are generous here to Kuo, I want you to know that you're really being generous to your community through a Kuo. Because we all know that we serve a God that wants to be generous with us and models that for us to do with the people here. One of the ways that you can help bring heaven to earth is through your generosity. And one of the ways that you could help bring heaven to earth is by being generous here at Akuo. So what I want you to do is talk to the Lord, talk with him, ask him if you, how much you should be giving here at Akuo, either one of those. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, maybe you haven't heard from God yet. One of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering in storehouse, which is your local church. This could be where you start. However, we don't want this to be a burden for you. We want you to do this as a celebration of the relationship that you have with Jesus. Like I said, this could be part of the thing where you connect with him to help bring heaven to earth. This isn't a thing where you do it so God, you're like, hey God, I gave you a thing, now you give me this thing. That's not how it goes. But we do wanna encourage you to enjoy the blessings that come along, the spiritual blessings that come along with your generosity. Now being generous at Akuo is great. And some of you might be able to do that, but not all of you can. The, right now the economy is weird, things, inflation is going crazy. I totally understand that. If you are someone who isn't able to celebrate uh, giving and being generous in that way, what we wanna do is make sure that we are linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, please let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, Akuo.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the on-screen instructions that you see in front of you. We also have our text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, we also have a P.O. Box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail it to Akuo at P.O. Box 100, 125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, that's all that I have for y'all today. I just want you to know that I love you and appreciate you, and I'm so glad that you are a part of our community. And I want you to know that I will be praying for you now and throughout the rest of the week, along with my or with along with our entire Akuo team. Now, before we go, I just want to pray over you one last time. So, Jesus, I just ask that is people turn off their TVs, put away their phones and their laptops and their tablets. I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would be speaking with them. And I pray that you would show them all the different ways that you laid your life down for them, in all the different ways that you have called them to bring heaven to earth. Jesus, we thank you for everything and we love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy, mighty, and wonderful and beautiful name, Jesus, amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.